think this was the biggest regular season win that this that the Bravens have had in quite some time. This guy can't pre- make a decision. It's so hard to predict. It's I- always easy to make the predictions of, I could see it, or I couldn't see it. It could happen. Which side are you coming down on? What's cooking is looking pretty good. Uh-huh. So I think there's going to be some big games on the horizon. So maybe some playoff <laughs> games. <laughs> Welcome into the lounge. We've had some of our Seattle's best coffee. We're ready to go, baby. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Some of that chowder. Uh, I, you, brought, I had the chowder in Seattle. Uh, Pike, Pike Place chowder. Shout out. Yeah, that place was incredible. I asked you to bring some back. You couldn't have snuck some in on your Did you ask bag? I asked, no. I asked Michelle. Yeah, you didn't ask me. You wouldn't have done it anyway. Doesn't, yeah, pretend. doesn't matter. My hands are clean. You didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so I I really am sad that I didn't go on this trip. Like, there's definitely some FOMO mm-hmm. uh, going on because you know I wanted to go to, out to Seattle, but our guy Cliff, aka Clifton, <laughs> his daughter lives out there in the Pacific Northwest, and so he was like, "Do you mind? You know, I kind of like to go on this trip to see my daughter. It's rare that I get to see. You know, and I don't want to be a jerk. That'd be a, that'd be a jerk move. Be like, it's one. Nah, of the, it's you can't one, go see your daughter, man." One of the few nice things you've done during your time with the Ravens. I'm, I'm always nice. Just one of the nice. What one of the few? <laughs> I'll give you credit though. So so let Cliff go out, and then it's like you guys all come back, man. Epic game, epic time, Seattle. What a great city. <laughs> Love it. Food tours with Phil. Oh, just amazing time. And I missed the Pittsburgh game. I was going to go to that one, and yeah. I switched that one last minute. Just to, so now, now I'm bad luck. Now I can't go to any cool road games. Just to rub salt in the wound, the atmosphere after the game, just oh, to kind of let people in a little bit, it was one of the most excited post-game environments that I've seen in a really long time. Just so much. Uh, it was euphoria on the bench in the final minutes. Uh, you can just tell at the end of a game th- how, I guess, the emotion. Um, and this was one of the rare games where you didn't. the last couple plays didn't matter. You know, you right. actually could breathe easy at the it. end of a game. You can enjoy it, um, which is rare. And the players enjoyed it on the bench. The locker room after the game was, uh, everyone was as you'd expect, just so incredibly fired up. The plane ride home was fun. It was just all those things. You often get the question, how was the plane ride home? Yeah. How was the plane yeah, ride yeah. home? And, and most often, win or lose, the answer is that it's pretty quiet. You kind of sit there. It's it's. But I mean, this, you're kind of separated from the players. We're you, kind of in the you back are, and it's yeah, a yeah. separated. Um, but you could hear some hooting and hollering and everybody having a good time this plane ride, and it was um, it really was a fun, unique, awesome atmosphere. Well, I'll take solace in this. I think that there's going to be a lot more fun games this, this season. This season's the what's what's cooking is looking pretty good. Uh-huh. So I think there's going to be some big games on the horizon, some maybe some playoff <laughs> games. So I'll make sure I'm in attendance for those. And I was there for the Mile High Miracle. Oh, well, that's obviously the one on the top of the list. Uh, um, all right, so uh, we've got – what we're going to do today is we're going to give out some midseason awards as yep. we go into the bye week. Um, and we also have a number of questions and emails from you guys, the fans. As always, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Let's start with this audio question from Brandon Adair. Hello, Garen Ryan. I was wondering how your trip out to the rainy city of Seattle was and your thoughts – on this big win over the Seahawks. Have a wonderful day, and go Ravens. All right, thanks for the question, Brandon. It's so, a big question. <laughs> it's a big question. Uh, so what do you think? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that it was a great win, obviously. This is a statement win. Uh, we all were wondering how how legit are the Ravens? You know, can they just beat the the not so great teams and uh, and fall against the Chiefs and the Browns of the world? I mean, the Browns, you know, jury's still out on that one. Mm-hmm. But uh, this obviously, I think this was the biggest regular season win that this that the Ravens have had in quite some time. I really do. I mean, you just look at all the history, the stats. Russell Wilson against AFC teams. You think he was like. 18-1 or something like yeah. that. I mean... Well, there's not many teams in general to beat. No. Seahawks in Seattle. It's one of the toughest places to play. It really is an awesome atmosphere. That game just felt like a Seattle game. It was misting Overcast. and raining the entire game. Uh, Can you the, just keep rubbing it in more the, than the, wasn't there? Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I'm not rubbing it in because I was soaked. My shoes <laughs> and socks were soaked. Uh, so that was, that was the only negative there. But... You could, it was just an incredible atmosphere, really loud. I actually don't think we're really talking enough about how well poised Lamar was in terms of yeah. orchestrating that offense in incredibly difficult situations, the loudest environment that he's been in this season. So I, I think that that is something that's kind of flying under the radar. And, and rising to the moment in clutch situations against a really good team. You know, it, it's not, I'm not saying anything negative about Lamar, but he'd been in some tough situations before, and it didn't go the right mm-hmm. way. You know, I mean, in Kansas City, fumble last season at the end of the game. Uh, you know, there's... L.A. Chargers had a chance to come back in the playoff game, fumble. Yeah. Um, so it was good to see him rise to the occasion um, and, and pull it off. The one thing I will push back on a little bit is you said it's the biggest regular season win in some time. The Chargers game last year was that equally was as big. big. And actually, that's true. the Browns game at the in Week 17, while it wasn't Clutch the same division. stakes in terms of, um, or it wasn't the same situation, road atmosphere, MVP candidate, right. it was to clinch the division. Very true. That's very true. This this one, I think, though, I mean, the Chargers game, a lot of people, the Chargers were playing really well. Yeah. Not many people gave us a chance, but we were already kind of on a roll in that game or in that season. But the, the, right? the narrative was the same in that can you beat a good team? Basically, the, the we question. some mediocre teams right. during that stretch. Right. You're right. And You're so right. the question was beat a good team. Beat a good team. That's very true. That's a good point. I mean, this one. I think the season could have gone really one of two directions, you know, depending on this Seattle game. If you if you if we had gone out there to Seattle and lost, let's say in a stinker, mm-hmm. and then you have the Patriots next up on the schedule, you know, the Bengals and the Texans, yeah, 49ers. Yeah. Uh, you know, it could have really kind of gotten gone downhill. This win now really sends you in the opposite trajectory and says, "Hey, we're legit." And all of a sudden, I feel like, you know what? Come on in here, Patriots. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Let's go! Yeah, they looked pretty good last night. Yeah, they did look pretty good. I wasn't saying it last night. When I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll take that. Bye. We'll, Let you guys we'll, cool off a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the Patriots after this, but I will say I agree with you. I, I think that the Ravens are going to give them their best shot yet. It's going to be a good game. Um, all right, so the other quick question. This is actually isn't a question, but it's an email from Daniel. Um, Daniel Mills. Daniel Mills, who I believe has emailed the show before, and he says, I don't even know what to say about that game today. It was great. I was there. He came down from Canada. He's from Vancouver. Ooh. This was his first time seeing the Ravens live, and the whole experience was so surreal. Hands down, one of the greatest days ever. Uh, he was... You could see right outside the tunnel and also in some of the wired videos that we put out, you can get a sense of this. Basically, as a team walked out of the tunnel, Ravens fans lined that tunnel several rows deep, and it was sort of an awesome atmosphere to walk out to and to leave the field to. Guys came back down there. The fans came back down there at the end of the game. So Daniel was one of those fans there. Nice. And I think it kind of just made a cool um, 
environment for players to, to walk out onto that field, which is such a hostile environment, all that, but they could tell that there was a bunch of Ravens fans there. I feel like, like you somebody had your back. Yes, yes, exactly. It was enemy territory, but you were going there with some reinforcements, right. and fans like Daniel made that possible, so appreciate the email from him. That's cool. That's great. Here's another one, another Canadian listener. Ooh. We got our Canada team, okay. our Canada squad coming out strong today. Uh, Eric Bellinger says, uh, I'm a longtime lounge listener from Montreal, Canada. And I wanted to say I love the pod and we need more draft episodes. <laughs> love when Ryan completely botches them. I mean, I can't agree with that. <laughs> we do need to do a draft, though. You know, we, the holiday ones, we got to come up with something. Email, email us. The Some lounge ideas. at ravens.nfl.net. I would love to do another draft. Try to redeem myself. <laughs> and I've been on a hot streak versus you recently. The draft, the mock draft, everything. Been on a little bit of a hot streak. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Eric says, my question is, now that we have Marcus Peters, what will happen when Jimmy Smith returns? Too much talent with Marlon Humphrey to not have those three guys on the field. I'm guessing, yeah, Jimmy, Marcus, and Marlon, and Brandon Carr, uh, to not have those three on the field as much as possible. Thanks, guys, and keep up the good, good work. Can't wait for the big win. <laughs> that's because, um, it's, that's This was on. before the Seahawks game, yeah. so he was right. Big um, win. Well, so we're going we're gonna to find out against the Patriots because the expectation is that Jimmy Smith's going to be back for that yep. game. Yep. So I think that they're, I think that your three starting corners are going to be Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, and Brandon Carr. I would agree with that. Brandon I think Carr, Jimmy gets eased in a little bit is yeah. my expectation. Okay, and even when Jimmy's full strength, I still think that they keep Brandon Carr's starting streak intact. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, Brandon's playing at a high level. Why end it? I mean, if Brandon were struggling, it'd be yeah. one thing. Then they'd come to him and say, hey, man, sorry. It's yeah. going to come to an end. But you can't take the you can't end the streak when he's playing that well. I well, mean, why? Right. We actually just were talking about this on Unscripted, and I understand why there's so much attention to Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters and Jimmy Smith. I get all that. But... Everyone just overlooks and takes for granted Brandon Carr. Yes. I mean, he is he's the one of the older players on the team. He goes out there and plays every game. He's playing at a really high level. It's not just that he's like available, which is important. Mm-hmm. Right. But he's playing well. Like how well, often do you see him? Story get last beat? year and the story before the, and the year before His that. His whole career. Right. It's it's really unreal. The guy's been playing at a at a consistently high level and one thing we've seen this Ravens secondary needs, it's consistency in terms of availability. Yeah. Uh so he's he's been a I mean, honestly one of the better free agent signings we've had in recent years. I would agree with that hundred percent. Also, now I do think there is potential and they've experimented with this a little bit in games and in practice, is him as a, in a safety rover-type mm-hmm. role. And well, especially since Deshaun Elliott went out, they could use somebody a little bit more rangy uh, back-end secondary. Because Chuck Clark is a very solid safety. I think his strength is a little bit closer to the box. you know. Uh, so if they were to put Brandon, let's say, in a Deshaun Elliott-like role yeah. sometimes in, in clear, obvious passing situations to get all those cornerbacks on the field, yeah, uh, I, I think that would be a smart play. Right. I mean, and then you still then have Chuck Clark and Earl Thomas who are going to play every snap. Those two right. guys are playing every snap. Well, right Chuck now. Clark turns into basically a linebacker. He drops down in yeah. this in that situation, right? And like then, he did when Deshaun was coming into exactly, the game. exactly. Um, but I, I think that I agree with you. Marlon Humphrey shouldn't come off the field. No, he's played at too high a level. I mean, I don't. I'm not going to say Marcus Peters has to play every single snap, um, but I think he'll he'll continue to play a lot and really. Jimmy, Marcus, and Brandon Carr will probably rotate. And, and maybe they'll give 
you know, Marlon a, a puff every once in a while, but he shouldn't be coming off often. Right, and to your point about easing Jimmy back in, I think that's a luxury here. Like, it's not yeah. like you're in a situation where you say, all right, we're playing the Patriots. Jimmy, you need to go out there and play 75 snaps because exactly. we need you. Maybe he plays 20. Right. Like, th- that's a good 20, position 30. to be. Yep. And um, I- I'm starting to feel much better. You know, just in general, the reinforcements are coming with yes. Jimmy, Patrick Owasso, Hollywood. Um, it's good to get some depth back on this team. Kennedy even is under the yeah, radar. Depth, one, but special teams. Depth. Exactly. All right, we got one more? Yeah, one more, one more question. question. This was from Ashley uh, Flegel. She says, hey, Ryan and Garrett, big fan of the podcast. I listen every week. She took our recommendation and bought her husband the Rosemary Baby Pumpkin Beer. That yeah. was it. She gave me credit for it, but it was you. That's a, Thank you. He loved Appreciate it and wanted me to tell you guys about it. He also said to try the Voodoo Ranger Atomic Pumpkin Beer if you haven't yet. I have not tried that, but Voodoo, uh, the Ra- Voodoo Ranger is nice. They, Atomic Pumpkin. Good I thing. haven't tried the Atomic Pumpkin, but their regular Voodoo Ranger is very <laughs> solid. Now on to the Ravens, she okay. says. All right. Uh, as much as this is a pumpkin beer podcast, <laughs> she says that she's still a little concerned with the defense. Do you guys see the Ravens going after a trade before the deadline next week? I think they're certainly going to try. Um, I just don't think that there's a lot of pass rushers that are going to be available. Um, but if I, if I were a betting man, yes, I think that they will add somebody, whether that's uh, a defensive end or outside linebacker I don't know but I think that they will add a, some pass rush help from outside the organization especially in light of the Pernell McPhee season ending injury the, you know the premier pass <laughs> rushers who come up in the rumors there's Von Miller who's as premier as it gets yeah. uh, there's Vic Beasley the Falcons are starting to make moves. They just shipped Mohamed Sanu to the Patriots um, so they could be in a bit of a fire sale yeah. down there um, but I think that it could be more in the vein of like a the moves that the Ravens have made, with the exception of the Marcus Peters one, but the additions like the Josh of, Bynes kind of move. Well, like a Jihad Ward, yeah. who like is a guy that wasn't like this big name signing, but he goes out there and he plays forty snaps well, on Sunday against the Seahawks. Like, like well, Jihad's gonna. I mean, his emergence might actually preclude the Ravens from making a move. I mean, if if they feel like he can be kind of that edge guy and step into a McPhee like role, mm-hmm. then maybe they say you, you still yeah. have a you still have a, a, a void at pass rusher though. Yes, he's not your your edge rusher. No. That's not his kind of his forte. I don't think the Ravens. Here's what I don't think is going to happen. I don't think the Ravens are going to mortgage the future and ship off first round picks to get a, go get a pass rusher. I mm-hmm. don't. I do not see that happening. Um, I would be surprised on a trade if it's. I would be surprised if they give away a second round pick. I wouldn't rule it out, but. Yeah, if you're going down on one side of the aisle right now, are you saying a second round pick is going to leave for a pass rusher? I mean, it's just, I mean, it's so hard <laughs> exactly. To this trades. guy can't make a decision. It's so hard. This guy to can't pre- make a decision. It's so hard to predict. It's I- always easy to make the predictions of I could see it. Well, I couldn't see it. It could happen. I'm saying, which side are you coming down on? I do not expect I mean, a second rounder or higher to be traded okay, away for a pass I, rusher. I say it's less likely. Than yeah, it's exactly. Likely. That less likely. <laughs> um, so I, I could see the Ravens making a trade. I don't think it'll be for a very rich deal. Um, but that's you know that's me actually making a statement instead of just trying to <laughs> play both sides of the fence. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> I, I'm just saying I wouldn't be stunned if it was a second round pick. But if you're if I'm betting a hundred dollars on it, no, I don't think they're going to trade as high as second round pick. I just wouldn't be stunned. Right. Um, all right. So that's the answer to that, to that question. Now we want to go through and give out some of our midseason awards. Dun, 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 dun. You got the trophies? 
Uh, I did not. They are, uh, they're on the way. Okay. <laughs> Amazon. Prime, yeah. baby. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Same day delivery. Um, all right. You, you get about 30 of those packages a day, so one of those <laughs> has got to be a trophy. Um, all right. So first one we're going to do here is MVP. It, we're basically at the halfway point, so we're calling this halfway, you know, half-season awards here. Who's the MVP? Uh, this should take Justin Tucker. Yeah. There have, take- been, there have been years where we say Justin Tucker. I think he's won it before. Those are generally not good years. No, and that's not going to be the case <laughs> this year. Lamar Jackson is in the MVP conversation for the NFL, so you can bet that he's the MVP of this team at the midpoint. Absolutely. If we're doing offensive-defensive, I would say Lamar and Marlon. Marlon's been extremely good, but sorry, Marlon. You're not overshadowing Lamar so far. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here's some interesting ones. Actually, let's go to this one. Uh, biggest surprise. What's been your biggest surprise? It could be a player. It could be some you know, facet of the Ravens. What's the biggest surprise for you? The biggest surprise for me is how well the offensive line's played. Okay. You know me all off season and during the draft, oh I was saying offensive line. I was saying that I wanted to see them add to the offensive line, and they really and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, they you were actually, very concerned about it. I was concerned. I was definitely concerned. Um, very concerned. And the and the offensive line has played really well. Yeah. And the Ravens have the top, they've scored more points than anyone in the NFL. Uh, they've got the best rushing game in the NFL by a wide margin. Um, and the offense, obviously, Lamar Jackson is the key reason for that. But the offensive line's performance should not go overlooked. Ronnie Stanley's playing at a Pro Bowl level. Um, he's the best left tackle in the league says pro football. Yeah, focus. he's the best Pass left, blocking. Yeah, um, Marshall Yanda's Marshall Yanda. It's just a really good group. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Uh, mine is going to be the defense, and this is twofold. I'm surprised at how much it struggled at the beginning. Yeah. I, I did not think – I you know, I think at season start we were all saying, yeah, they'll probably take a step back from number one in terms of yards allowed, but it'll be a small step back, and they'll get more turnovers, and that'll be the difference. Um, it was a big step back uh, originally, and but I'm also so surprised by that. And I was surprised by just the struggle to replace some of those guys who left. I thought it was going to be a little bit smoother. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that impact would be felt as much as it was early on. But I'm also surprised by how it's rallied with guys that were signed off the street. Josh Bynes, LJ Fort. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Jihad Ward, like we were just talking about. Pretty incredible what this defense has done with players that nobody was talking about. So many moving pieces. Tony Jefferson goes down. Chuck Clark steps in. You know, the injuries at cornerback. It's been remarkable what they've done to rally and kind of right the ship there. Um, So that the defense as a whole would be my biggest surprise. The Ravens right now rank 12th overall in total defense. And so so they're right in the middle of the pack. And if... They play like they did on Sunday. They're going to be in the top 10 before we know it. You know, I don't expect two defensive touchdowns every game, yeah. obviously. But mm-hmm. um, they're on the right trajectory. And they're going to get, obviously, a test against the Patriots. Yep, exactly. Uh, all right, so best play so far. I think that the best play was the pass from Lamar to Hollywood Brown against the Ooh. Arizona Cardinals. Oh, I like that pick. That's a solid one. The, the sealed the game. The sealed the game. Per- I think it was Lamar's one. best pass of the season. Just absolutely perfect. Hollywood did a great job of letting the ball come to him. Put his arms out there at the right, the perfect moment. Got both feet in bounds. Uh, I would look to see. Look forward to seeing more of those connections the second half of the year. It's a good pick. I have to go with 
quarterback power. Yeah, that was a great one. On fourth and two, eight-yard touchdown run by Lamar, considering the stakes in Seattle, going up to Harbs. Hell yeah, coach! <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. I seriously watched that video 50 times. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty awesome. So, yeah, I would say the touchdown in Seattle on fourth down, best play so far. Both good picks, yeah. Uh, all right, so best in-season addition to this team. Well, I think that you'll probably get a lot of votes in this category from Marcus Peters, given the name, given the immediate impact. Mm-hmm. And Marcus Peters, I think, is going to be a really good player down the stretch. Who I'll point to, however, is Josh Bynes. He comes off the street into the starting lineup. Literally playing golf. The week before. The week, the week before. When we had him on the podcast, you know, he talked about how he had a date in mind. He wouldn't tell us what the date was, but <laughs> that he was going to call it a career. Yep. And so he was knowing that that could potentially be on the horizon, hadn't played football since last year, missed all of training camp, steps immediately into the starting lineup, and really kind of solidifies the defense. He allows Peanut to go back to his natural spot of weak side linebacker. That allows him a little bit more flexibility. I just think that having a veteran calming presence in the middle of the defense is a big reason why that defense is surprising you over the past few games because of Josh Bynes. So, yeah. I'm going to have to co-sign that one. I mean... It, now, Marcus Peters yeah. by season end could be that could, could be that could be the pick, uh, but right now I'm going to go with Bynes. But it is pretty rare that you trade for a guy and immediately first game he wins you the game. I mean, if Marcus Peters doesn't make that pick six, yeah, it could have gotten a little bit ugly there mm-hmm. if they went up seventeen six. Yeah, that would have been bad. So that that was a huge play that might have won the game. Um, anyway, next is best under the radar player, right? <sighs> Under the radar player, I, I think that when you look at the defense, again, I just talked about Bynes. You could say Bynes, but I'm not going to go back to that. I think it's Chuck Clark. Mm. Okay. You know, he steps in for a really important player in Tony Jefferson. Tony was kind of an emotional leader of this defense in a lot of ways. Chuck steps in there. You want, again, calming force. He wears the green dot. Everyone talks about how smart he is. He's the one that's communicating back there. Um, Earl Thomas seems to be playing really well next to him. I just think that he has done a great job for this defense. Um, Again, he's not going to get most of the credit. That's going to go to Marlon Humphrey, and that's going to go to Marcus Peters, and and (laughs) And Earl Thomas, Thomas, more of the big-name splash-type players. Uh, But Chuck Clark, Steady Eddie is is playing at a really high level. Uh, I think that's a great pick. Uh, I'm going to go on the other side of the ball, and this is I'm surprised you didn't pick this one, Mr. Offensive Line. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with Matt Skura at the center. I think he's playing at a very high level. Uh, somebody, Another player that is just steady Eddie. Nobody mm-hmm. talks about. Uh, but this offensive line has played very well. The run game has been the best in the NFL, and it starts with Skura. And another thing that shouldn't be overlooked, the ball handling and how much that has improved this season. The snaps, all that stuff is very important to this offense because there's just a lot of ball movement in terms of RPO fakes and things like that. And if Skura doesn't put a good snap on Lamar, that stuff gets disrupted. So I I think Matt has done an excellent job in the middle of the offensive line and got a little banged up there, played through it, and has continued to play at a high level. I was really nervous about the ball handling in Seattle because when you're playing in a wet environment – and again, it was pouring the entire game for the most part. It was just a steady mist. Yep. Uh, it could have got, could have gone haywire. There was one fumble that the Ravens were able to pounce on, um, but I think that the ability to go into that kind of weather situation and withstand it from a ball handling standpoint says a lot about th- how far that group has come. Completely agree. All right, we have two more left. Uh, we're going to do f- the final stat line 
for Lamar Jackson. Oh wait, I forgot. Sorry, I forgot one. Best we did best in season edition. I forgot best off season edition. Yeah, um, I still, you know, he's been out. I, 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 I think Hollywood Brown. Hmm. You're on the Hollywood. You had his catch for best play. I like it. Yeah, I, you know, like he's got to, he's got to play. You know, he's got to play these the second half of the season, and he's got to go back to, you know, the one thing that is concerning is that his production has pretty much gone down every week. Um, well, he had two really good games. To yeah, start. it's hard. It's Miami hard. Miami was. Yeah, it's, he's not going to have 150 on and, fire. and two touchdowns every single game. Right. So you'd expect it to drop, but it's just dropped every game. Let's, and I was thinking about that too. Let's not forget that that touchdown catch in Pittsburgh, where he got yeah. injured, that was a that was a big boy catch. Yeah, that was a really that was tough no catch. little boy, yeah. big boy, no little boy. <laughs> was that your best? That's my best. <laughs> I can say that, baby. <laughs> yeah, I think Mark Ingram uh, has been awesome for so many reasons. I mean, he's running the ball well. Um, and just his persona and mm-hmm. demeanor on the bench is so funny, man. He cracks me up. Yeah. And, and it's not just funny, but he's just, he's perfect for this team and for this offense. The physical uh, nature he brings, it's kind of like Anquan Bolden was talking about on the podcast. Yeah. And not quite to Anquan's yeah, level, yeah. I would say. Uh, but Mark Ingram brings that physicality, that, that seriousness while having fun. Uh, teammates love him. I, I just think he's been an awesome Awesome addition. I agree. I, I mean, you can. I could easily go in that direction for sure. Yeah. Um, I just, I just really like with Hollywood. I like the way that he opens up the offense from a big picture level, and yeah. I think that having him on the field makes the defense respect that, changes things, opens things up in the running game, yeah. which is why I'm so excited to get him back. Yep. Uh, all right. Final Lamar stat line. Well, we have his current stats. He's got 1650 we did passing. Some math. Yeah. Some quick math. Um, 11 touchdowns. He's on pace for 37. 71 on the passing yards. Okay. He's got 576 rushing yards on pace for 1,316 rushing yards. So before the season started, you said that Lamar would not throw for 3,000 yards. And you said he would not run for 1,000. <laughs> We're both wrong on one aspect of that. Uh, so I, 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 you know, I going back on that, I, I honestly pretty much immediately regretted saying under 3,000 passing yards. Yeah, that was um, that was I was going to say take. cold, yeah. <laughs> cold <take. laughs> um, but, but I would, I felt strongly about going over a thousand rushing and I think that's going to happen. I think he's over a thousand rushing over 3000 passing. I agree. I don't think he's going to hit 1300 rushing. I don't think he's going to continue to run for a hundred a game like uh-huh. he has been the past couple weeks. Yeah. Um, it's, and with Hollywood coming back that I think will lead to a little bit less running for Lamar. Yeah. And that's the hope. Let's be honest. I mean, I lo- I love watching Lamar run. I was considering best play, by the way, his touchdown in Kansas City that like put us back in the game. Where yeah, he just yeah, it was shoot crazy. the guy and spun. So anyway, I don't think he's going to hit thirteen hundred rushing, but I do think that he. Uh, I think he will hit that mark in terms of passing three three thousand seven hundred seventy one. Will he get to four thousand? I think he's going to be under four thousand. I would probably agree that he'll be under four thousand. Um, and I'm going to predict that he gets to 20, 22 touchdowns. He's going to double it up. Yeah, I could, I, I could absolutely. I mean, 22 touchdowns. Yeah. He has 11 right now. We're a little bit shy of the midway yeah. point. I think 22 is, is, is right. Um, he's got three rushing touchdowns right now. I think that he finishes more in that eight Woo, range. I like it. Um, because I think that like one th- one criticism right now is that the red zone offense has not been as good as you would expect. Yeah. But if you're gonna, if they're willing to run him down there, and quarterback I, power, 
that looked pretty good. <laughs> um, so I think that he finishes around eight. I think that he's around eleven between eleven and twelve hundred rushing yards, uh, and I think that he's between thirty five hundred and thirty seven hundred passing yards. I like it. All right, last one. Final record prediction. I'm going to go eleven and five. Me too. Yeah, I'm going to go. I hate ele- how much we're agreeing with you. This is a weird one. Don't like it one bit. I think eleven and five. Um, just when you look at the schedule, you go through and you play it out. Um, the Ravens are at five wins right now. You, you want to play the win loss game? No, I don't want to do. Harv's Harv's loves that game. No, I don't want to do. I don't want to do the win loss game. But I think that when you look at, I, I think you can do it in chunks. And I think when you look at, they have the. Um, Let's look at this. All right. They have the Patriots, the Texans, the Rams, the 49ers, and the Bills. Okay. Those are probably, those are your five hardest games remaining, let's say. I think the Ravens need to win two of those. Yeah. Right. Need to win two of those five. Patriots, Texans, Rams, 49ers, Bills. Right. Right now, those are all playoff teams. You know, I don't think the Texans would be in if the season ended today, but they're right there. If you win two of those, let's say you beat the Bengals, who are still winless. Okay, so that's three wins. Beat the Jets at home. They're not looking great. That's four wins. Then you have the Browns and Steelers. If you can beat both of those teams. That's 11 and 5. That's 11 and 5. Right. And so if you lose one of those games, then you got to beat, win three of those other five that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, here's the other thing, too, is... Which you I could, think is certainly possible. Right. You could definitely win three of those. Five. Right, and so we said 11-5. Maybe it's 10-6, and six and you lose to the Steels, potentially, in a game that doesn't matter. I'll take that all day long. I mean, there's Week the, 17, rest of starters, RG3 game? That could be they, that could be the case. You know, we're getting ahead of ourselves, obviously, here. But, <laughs> when you, but uh, the Browns... Are the Browns going to win 10 games? It's going to be tough. It doesn't look like four it, right now. It doesn't look like they're they going to win. The Patriots next. It does not look like the Browns are going to win eight more games this season, right? Uh, it does not look like the Steelers are going to win eight more games this season. So you may only need to get to ten to win the division. You might Very only true. need to get to nine to win the division. But the Ravens aren't <laughs> going to be sitting here thinking let's win nine games. The Ravens are going to say, I mean, on the let's flip side, of this, let's get a buy. They right. could be playing for a buy that game too. The Chiefs have three losses. Patrick Mahomes is going to miss a few weeks. Who's to say the Ravens couldn't be the second best team? Yeah. First, first best team. First. Ooh. Oh, you feel advantage? Well, I've seen actually people say like, oh, maybe we want the Browns to beat the Patriots so we get a, a better chance. No, no. We're winning the division first, okay? Yeah. That's the aim. Yeah. Get that, knock, check that one off, and then we'll worry about getting a little bye. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Um, so it is the bye week. We are going to enjoy, enjoy our bye week. Uh, hope you guys do as well. And then next week, it's Patriots. So we're excited for that. Yeah, is pumpkin beer season over, or will you still enjoy some? It's not over. I'm seeing them coming off the shelves. Oh, it's it's. Well, if you haven't stockpiled, you could be in trouble. You always, if you make the mistake of saying, "Oh, it's it's trick or treat. Let's go get some." Sorry, too late. Ridiculous. You, you can get the Christmas ale. Seriously, <laughs> I know. I know. I'm trick or treat with Christmas ale. I know you got You got to stockpile. That's a veteran move. Veteran move. It, it will. It will be very nice. I do always enjoy a Sunday without a Ravens game. I obviously enjoy a Sunday with a Ravens game. But sitting back and watching everybody else, and of course the Browns yeah. versus the Patriots. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a nice weekend. Yeah. So enjoy it. Um, as always, you can email the show at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Thanks for listening, and we will be back with you next week.